From sky tops to Fendi capes, from white refrigerators to glass vaults storing the spoils of a seaside lemon grove, from wig-filled foreclosures to an estate with bow-clad ponies and swans. Welcome to the High and Low podcast that, much like the wildly vacillating and unpredictable world of Bravo, will cover all aspects of our favorite reality shows and whatever nonsense I happen to be obsessed with at the moment. So strap in, get comfy, and buckle up for a ride filled with recaps, deep dives, and sporadic rants. From the ADHD mind of a former corporate project manager, lifelong TV addict, and cinephile, Let's get into the highs and lows of fashion, finances, and the human condition. Also, my mental state. Have I taken a gummy? Have I not? We'll find out on this first episode of High and Low. This first episode is about BravoCon 2023, a full rundown. The good, the bad, the ugly. Vegas, baby, Vegas. That is what we're going to go through. You're like, oh, it happened three weeks ago. Feels like yesterday for me. Left knee still hurts. Wasn't okay for a minute. Wasn't okay for a minute. I feel older. I do. I feel, I felt every year that I've spun around on this rock when I was at that event. And I normally am, I'm pretty spry. You know, I normally, I'm like, I can do that. Not a problem. Jump on that box. <laughs> Step aside. Lift that weight. Okay. Is that all you got? Nope. Took me down a peg. BravoCon took me down maybe two pegs. That's where we're at physically, mentally. We've finally healed from that. I don't think my left knee is ever going to be the same. But overall, I'm judging BravoCon from my events perspective. I used to do events management, project management for events. Started out forever ago at just an events, solely an events firm, then moved on to large firms who wanted to do events. And when somebody hears you have events experience, boom, you get plugged in. So it's something that's hard to get out of once you're in it. So when I go to BravoCon, I'm looking at it through that lens. But also... How does it compare to BravoCon 2022 and what I know of BravoCon 2019? For anyone who doesn't know, there were only two ticket levels sold to BravoCon 2023 that was held in Las Vegas from November 3rd through 5th. All right. Two ticket levels. It was only general admission, which was $550 base before taxes. And that's for all three days. Or you could get three-day Future Bravo Lab VIP, $1,200. Now that $1,200 and that $550, that's before taxes. So I'm going to read you my, my receipt here. So after taxes, my $1,200 ticket plus service fees of $249.97. Grand total for my VIP ticket was $1,449.97. So $1,450 essentially, for a VIP ticket. And I'm sure the taxes were similar for the $550 ticket. So GA was probably, you know, $750 at the end of the day. And if I'm remembering correctly, that's very close to what it was last year for SVIP. So last year, there were three levels. This year, only two. But like last year, you could just get a one-day ticket for each level, each of those two levels, if you wanted to. One day, general admission is $250 before taxes. One day, VIP was $475 before taxes. Now, last year, SVIP is what I got because if I'm leaving my house and I'm putting a bra on, I'm doing it up. This is not the time to pinch pennies. I want I want the best thing. Or why am I not staying in my house with my filtered water? That's that's my I got rabbit ice. I got rabbit ice and filtered water here. What can get me to leave? So it's either I'm going or I'm not going. I'm going all the way, balls deep, as they say. Gosh, I really wanted this to be kid friendly. 
I'm trying. I'm going to really try my hardest to not curse and not have this be something you can't have playing in the background. Now, just trying to get a BravoCon ticket is always stressful. And part of me was like, do I even want to go? But I'm always like, just see if you can get one. And if you get one, go. And if you don't get one, you don't cry over it. Like, you're fine. So I got one. But it was extremely stressful. You got to be one of the first people on. I remember like, you know, watching the clock click and trying to click it and trying to buy it. And I don't even know what I'm buying. I don't even have time to read all the stuff and just going. And then they're like, but now you can buy your add-on experiences starting tomorrow. I'm like, I can't do this again. No, you got the stress out of me. I can't do more of that. I'm not opening the laptop to again sit there and be like, what time is it? Can I buy it now? Because they sold three add-on experiences after you buy your, your ticket, whether it's a one day or a three day. Then you can buy BravoCon Live with Andy Cohen and the Bravos, which was like an award show. Bravo Palooza, which is where you could mix and mingle with Bravo Loves or BravoCon After Dark, which was the club situation that was like four four eighty nine. And then BravoCon After Dark, it says it starts at 11 p.m. <laughs> 11 p.m. at night. All right. So the time on that was 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Excuse me? For who? Are there beds there? Are there comfy, comfy beds where I can just watch the mayhem from a horizontal position? Maybe take a nap, rest my eyes for even an hour of that. I don't need to be somewhere for four hours. I can just sleep for one of those hours, maybe two of those hours. So um, that was not to pay $450 before taxes to stay up from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. in a kind of a club setting where I don't even know what Bravo celebrities are going to be there and what's the music and is there food? I don't know. Now that I know more about it, you know, I would say it would be something that I would do next year. This year I wasn't prepared. It was too new for me. But I do love, a, I love to dance. I would just have to prepare. I'd have to take a Dorinda nap at 4 p.m. So what was the big deal with SVIP last year? Well, you paid for the access to get into the lounge. You got this bracelet. It says SVIP on it in 2022. You go in and that's where all the Bravo liberties were. That was the actual lounge. That was the green room. That was where they went to kick up their feet, have some food. Did you hear what I said? There was food. Not only were there Bravo liberties walking around, talking with people, talking with just their, their own little crew, and that's gone now. 2023, they said, how can we make money off this? So instead of SVIP being $1,600, I believe it was, now just VIP is $1,200, but you don't get that access to the Bravo Lebs, they just get paraded in every now and then for a random photo op. But they had a separate room. Andy took a lot of photos in there. Those are up on his on his page, and that's where all of all of the Bravo Lebs went to just be by themselves and not be with the people who paid twelve hundred dollars to get glimpses of them when they came in for their kind of scheduled photo ops. So it was almost like the the, the SVIP or. SVIP experience was, was a true lounge. This one was a place where you can buy water or buy some candy or take a photo with a Bravo Liberty. So it really was just kind of like a photo op with some couches. Um, every now and then there would be a random past hors d'oeuvre. That was the only free quote unquote food that I ever saw in that lounge. Now, Emily Baker said to me that somewhere in a dark corner she thought that there was actually no charge water and maybe soda. I never saw that. 
Sounds nice. I was parched the whole time. But let's talk about the positive. The biggest positive, in my opinion, Las Vegas is meant for this. This is what Vegas is for. They know what they're doing with a large event. I have had large events in Vegas. Um, I had it at the Las Vegas Convention Center forever ago when I was a, a, a wee bairn. But now going to what Caesars has created, and this is a new venue, by the way. This is not like an old thing. Like they built this, I want to say, within the last five years. Someone will correct me and I'm not looking it up. Just kidding. I looked it up. Do you know me? Did we just meet? Come on. I look everything up. An article about it being built was published in February of 2020. And it's called, What Does It Take to Build the World's Two Largest Pillarless Ballrooms? This thing was $375 million. And according to this article, it says their original timeline to open was by March 2020. And it can hold up to 10,000 visitors at a time, which I believe uh, someone said that there were maybe eight to 9,000 people on, on the peak for a BravoCon day. I would love to see some stats. And it's beautiful. It's Caesars Forum. It's off of the Strip. So I thought, oh, it's going to be in Caesars, like in the Coliseum. I'm like, where's it going to be? I don't understand how this is going to work. So I called as soon as they announced BravoCon. <laughs> this is who I am. This is who you're dealing with here. The ADHD, the type A, it's out of control. So I called Caesars and I was like, hey, so they're going to have this event there. How's this going to work? Because I want a room like if I could sleep in the attic above BravoCon, I would. That's how much I don't want to walk after the event is over. <laughs> if I could throw a cot in the corner and just like a shower curtain around the cot, I'd be fine. Just a little pail of water like it's the 1800s. I'm going to be right over there because I don't want to I don't want to walk. Just kidding. I like my comforts, but it's a good idea. I watch them do that next year and charge $300 per tent. Um, <laughs> they would do it. And the and the curtains would be and the curtains would be branded. <laughs> There'd be a little Clorox branding and and cruise ship branding. Ah, look, capitalism has fun with us, so we gotta have fun with it, right? Keep it light. And the absolute best part of Caesar's Forum, to me, by far, was the bathrooms. Oof, I'm a sucker for a good bathroom. It's just so easy to do. The bar is so low for bathrooms. Just give me some good lighting, some clean stalls. And they had people in and out of there, you know, the whole day tidying up. And they had overflow bathrooms, the big kind that are like um, outdoor ones, but there you have to walk up steps. I took video of it and there were there was an attendant assigned to each one of those to keep those nice. They were great. Nicest outdoor bathrooms I've ever used. They, and they were right across from the photo op area where the line was long. People were having to wait a very long time to get in their photo ops. And there were a row of outdoor bathrooms there. And the bathrooms being no drama is so important at an event because when the panels would get out, everybody at the exact same time would surge onto those bathrooms. And it was nice. You could come in from two different directions. There was so many stalls. That was an issue last year was there weren't enough, it didn't seem like. And I, I'll say it again. I think that we should be using... The men's rooms. I think for the next BravoCon, we need to just go ahead and say, like, hey, a bathroom's a bathroom. Like we or or just to make one of the the bathrooms a men's room. But let's you gotta be honest with your demographics. It's like 90% women. So you need to just go ahead and, and open up even more bathrooms, in my opinion. You can never have too many. And uh, they did a great job. That that venue has stellar, stellar facilities. So I'm a fan that gets that just, we actually took photos in there in the bathroom because it was so beautiful. I didn't want to take like, you know, B-roll for anybody because I didn't want to, I just felt like that was a space where nobody needs to be 
you know, in the background, like cleaning their teeth in the mirror. But I wanted to show you, I tried to get there early in the day before anybody was in there and it didn't happen for me. But anyway, just trust me when I say the bathrooms are really freaking nice. Uh, the venue did a great job with the branding of the space. It didn't feel uh, generic. It felt like I remember walking up to one particular area. In fact, Meredith Marks, I have video of her on my highlights where she's standing in front of herself and they didn't just stick like a little sticky cut out of Meredith on there. It was like an entire wall decal almost. You know, I would just walk up to everything and be like, how do they do this? And what is this? And how much do I think that they paid for this? And this is really cool. So they they put a lot of effort into that. And the signage outside, as you'll see, you know, in the in the POV stuff that I uploaded onto Instagram, they from the minute that you walk through the doors, like you knew you were at BravoCon. They had good music blaring. They had tons of staff. And I, can't, I honestly can't say enough good things about the staff. And that means both the staff that are local, that work at the forum, and the staff that they flew in. I had interactions with two different pockets. Uh, one when I was first there trying to find the lounge. Two nice ladies that said that they had flown in to work the event um, were really, really lovely and walked me all the way there. Then um, on day two and three, I mean, I think all of us either asked a question or spoke with some staff that worked on site and they were always just really patient. So kudos to Bravo and to Caesars for having really good people on staff for sure. All right, the food situation. Now, I realize that I am a unique bird and that's okay. For most of my life, I would just eat anything, absolutely anything. Didn't matter, I'd be fine. But now... I'm very focused on anti-inflammatory, clean eating. I do have an autoimmune disease. Can I get a holler from the autoimmune girlies? And so I, for me to throw the dice on that and eat something bad, it's got to be from a really good place. You know what I mean? Like I might cut a corner to take a couple of bites of, of like a legendary cronut or something, but I'm not going to break my, my health protocols for like a crappy uh, sandwich. That's not going to happen. You'll find my skeleton next to it. So my options at the venue were kind of limited as a gluten-free, dairy-free person. And you're already rolling your eyes. And I get it. I get it. But there are also people who are vegetarian. And there are people who are vegan. And you got to have options for everyone. And they were pretty slim pickings there. So I just think they would make, I think they would make a killing if they had sandwiches with gluten-free bread. I think they would. I think that they would make a ton of money if they had a gluten-free brownie. I'm putting that out into the universe. They should have had more salads, more wraps. Um, the menu that they did have, again, I, I took pictures of that. It's on a post and it's in my highlights. It was pretty limited. They had, you know, like a burger, uh, chicken strips, fruit cup, and it was pricey. And that's fine. It wasn't as pricey as other places like in, you know, an airport or whatever, but um, it was no joke. And I don't think I have ever in my life eaten every single piece of fruit in a fruit cup the way that I did at BravoCon. So for days two and three, I got chicken strips in a fruit cup and I sat there like it was the last food I was going to have because I really didn't know where my next meal was coming from. And I ate every single piece of fruit, even like there's always a weird half soft grape went down, went in the gullet. We needed it. We needed that energy. Those cows, lots of walking. And they did give you a lot of chicken strips, though. I remember some people being like, this is so many chicken strips. I'm like, it really is. But they were also, you know, $15 or whatever they were. With no dip. Like, neither day did they have honey mustard. And I just, 
Ah, insult to injury. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, we had to we had to eat that gluten. Not too bad. I'm all right. But um, wouldn't have been my first choice. Wouldn't have been my first choice. Now, that was food. And a lot of people did complain about that. And I also took video about having, you know, I went all the way out to the parking lot where they had like a separate food tent beyond the Bravo Bites indoor food area. Because I was like, okay, well, what's the deal? Like, I've got a minute. Can I get some some delicious food out here? And it was just an odd setup and I didn't see where to go in. It was not, uh, I wouldn't call it user-friendly. There was staff, but I couldn't tell if I was allowed to go where, how it was, do I grab a plate? Like it just wasn't clear. Uh, and so I would, I would think about that and it was completely empty when I went, I think it was at one in the afternoon. Uh, there should have still been people there maybe. And they didn't have TVs. You think that they would have, that's something to think about. That's something to think about, especially for the areas. Here we go with the ADHD. I'm, I'm on to a new thought. But there was an area at BravoCon that I didn't know existed until the last day. And I feel so bad because uh, sweet baby Donald, who is like the, one of the nicest souls ever. Let me go. Let me go. over. I'm opening the app right now. I'm talking to you. He hosted a bunch of stuff at the bottom of... Uh, these escalators, you know, where Bryn's shoes clicked off. And I didn't know where that was. Like you'd see these going out, you know, through Bravo TV on social media. And I was like, where is that? Where are those, where are those escalators? And I didn't figure it out till day three. I saw on the map that there's this all the way to the left-hand side, a room with escalators where they were having those like chats, I guess, and interviews and, and Q&As, I don't know what went on over there, but that's the kind of thing you could live stream that, closed-circuit close TV stuff, live stream that on screens, you know, while people are in that lunch tent. See, I'm just full of ideas. This is why I used to do events. I was like, how can we make this better? User experience, UX baby, all day long. And um, I think that would be that would be good. And there could be like a little reminder of like, reminder, we're having these events at this location all throughout the day. It's so fun. Come over here. So throwing that out, I'm just giving free consulting services to Bravo per usual. Jeez. And they were really trying to sell things this year. I'll say that. Not necessarily a negative or a positive, but oh, I'm going to do another negative. Here it comes. I'm sorry. It's going to be peppered throughout. Another negative is that last year, SBIP, you got a, you got a swag bag. And I shared that last year. I unboxed it in the lounge. I unbagged it. And it was just like everything was branded. You know, it was like a, a mug that said, Jake. You know, because they were pushing the Jake from State Farm. There are some things in there that did not necessarily make sense. But if you think about it from this year's viewpoint, that mug would have been $30 with another man's name on it. Jake, $30. The bag was no longer something that you got at all. They had a little pop-up where they wanted you to buy a tote. Buy a, a cost 50 cents to, to make tote. And it was probably 30 bucks. I just checked. The tote was $35. 35. It just said BravoCon on it. So yeah, I felt like a lot more was for sale. And that includes, you know, food in the SVIP lounge. No more. Just the past apps. A random past app. And that's bad for me because as a germaphobe and someone with, <laughs> with anxiety, I mean, don't we all at this point have anxiety? I feel like we're not ever going to be the same again. But I can't, I'm never going to reach out and grab like, oh, there's only three left. There's a crowd of eight people. I just, I'm like, I don't eat it that bad. I don't eat it that bad. You guys enjoy it. Also, it's been floating through the air, just like a Petri dish. That's what a student would do if they need it. They would 
they would swipe the petri dish and they would walk around in a room full of people all talking and screaming and be like, let's test what's on this. So I let those, I let that opportunity pass me by um, when the hors d'oeuvres came around, but that's just me. On that note, let's talk masks. I did mask up. There were some people masked up more than last year, which is very uh, unexpected, but pleasant to see. And I've seen that a lot recently. I've been to some, you know, shows and things around town out trying to live my life and do stuff. And there are people masked up in public places. And I just think that that's a good thing if that becomes normal. You know, maybe somebody has a cold. Maybe they are taking care of someone who has, a, you know, a compromised immune system. You don't know everybody's story. So I, I think the fact that masks were, um, you know, had to be used is tragic. But there are other countries that regularly use masks. And if it helps keep the, the general population or those vulnerable amongst us safe, then so be it. So we love to see it. And again, another missed opportunity for Bravo to brand some masks. Mm, 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 mm. Nobody's going to do it. Maybe I'll do it. Uh, all right. What's next? Oh, the setup of the venue, the booths. My only beef with it, the way they had the booths packed in, though. So what I mean my booths is like people would sell things like merchandise in this one area. And they had it where they kind of, they created almost a choke point so that it was, you you had to go through it to get to other places, which of course makes sense. They want you to, to buy things and see what's for sale, but it was also infuriating. And when I get into a situation like that, I become laser focused, like a salmon trying to get upstream. And so I can't, I can't leisurely look around me because I'm like, got to survive, got to get through this crowd. So I don't know if it did what they wanted it to do for them. I just think they should space that out more because that was, um, it was a bit much when everybody gets out and you're all trying to go through this one area and they've packed it so full of merchandise and booths that you just are trying to thread a needle with a lot of other people at the exact same time. It's rough. The booths were fun though. And I, I really appreciated the creativity of some of the booths. Um, the one that was my white whale was the massage, the ultimate girls trip massage thing. And I still don't know if you had to pay for that or not. Of course, I would have tipped. So it was almost like paying for it. But I was desperate to do that. I just wanted someone to lay hands on my aching body and have their way with it. Help. Grab any part of me. Except, you know what I mean? Except for those. Um, but it never happened. It was full. Every single day that I showed up to sign up, they're like, no, we don't take signups in advance. You have to show up between. And they started taking, I want to say it was 9 and 10 a.m. that the guy said they started taking appointments for the day. And so by the time my lazy self rolled in between like 10 and 11, gone, gone, poof. So, oh, well, we never got that, but I appreciated that because that's something useful and, and helpful. I did go in there and get like fingernail decals. I got Sonia's face on one finger and I got Dorinda's face on another finger and they looked warped and weird by the next day, but it was fun to go in there and just have a seat for a second and chat up some, some people. Oh, well, maybe next year, maybe more masseuses next year. I'm going to have my list of recommendations at the end. Don't you worry. But that would have been nice. So people who had creative booths appreciated like uh, the shark, um, you know, hair stuff. I have one of those, by the way. I thought about getting hmm, let's do it. Let's do a free ad. Do you like luscious hair? Do you like effortless curls? Are you someone that your arm starts to hurt and you don't understand how people blow dry it and then also curl it? Well, then the shark is for you. The shark is so easy to use. It comes with several attachments, can click it so that it angles itself, make it easy for you to dry your hair from different directions, upside down, however you do it, whatever floats your boat. And then there are accessories that click on. 
curling iron kind of accessories where it dries with the air. You know what I'm talking about. In different directions. So you can rotate the direction of the curl. Then there's also like a, a roll brush and a diffuser. So you get all of that. And I got it. I want to say I asked for it as my Christmas present. I was like, surprise me. Here's exactly what I want. That's what I do every year. And so I was surprised with that gift. And it's, it was my favorite gift because I use it all the time. It's really great. I enjoy it. And I saw, I watched a ton of videos about Shark vs. Dyson, Shark vs. Dyson, Shark vs. Dyson. Because if you're not exhausted by the time you buy something, with the research you've done into buying it, does it even count? My answer is no. And so I knew that people said that the shark holds the curl, creates a better curl, holds a better curl, is easier to use, is not as loud, whatever. So that's why I got it. And I've been so happy with it. And so shark had a creative little area where you could go in there and and use the tools and and do your hair. And I thought that was so nice. So things like that, when brands think about how to actually give people an experience rather than just charging for something or handing something out. Um, and then the rest of the booths are mostly Bravo celebrities and sponsors. You know, they have to have a reason to be there. I feel like last year was a bit more of a wild card as to who would be there. But this year it was, it was a lot of Bravo celebrities selling a lot of merch. I did not buy any merch as I did not buy any merch last year. And it's always because I don't want to pack anything in my suitcase that's already at it, you know, packed to its gills. So that's always the issue for me. And I feel like people should have a big sign up somewhere that says like, take it with you or ship for free. If everybody said ship for free to your house, then I would have been definitely, you know, more interested in, in buying something. But I was like, I can't even deal with the stress of trying to pack something else in my suitcase. So that's the end of that. So I'll talk about packing list must-haves. If you're thinking about going to BravoCon in the future, if it's something that you plan on doing, I'm going to tell you what kept me alive. All right. This is what worked for me. These are things that I would never think about going to BravoCon without. First one, support socks. <laughs> you laugh. Ooh, you laugh. But I waited tables, all right, for a long, long time. And so I know that when you're standing on your feet in the morning, you're like, I feel good. But no, not if you've been sitting and standing and sitting and standing and walking around on hard floors for a long time. My average steps per day were like 13,000 to 14,000. And those for days one and two were in Doc Martens. So when I say compression socks saved me, I am not exaggerating. I don't think I could ever go to uh, an event or something where I know I'm going to be standing on my feet for six to eight hours without them. I'm just such a fan. So I highly recommend it. You can buy them anywhere online. They have tons of brands and they're cool now. They've got designs. The old lady says, the old lady says, compression socks are cool now, kids. But I swear they are. So number one on the list, we're going to get through this. One compression socks. I wear Bombas compression socks. I am not sponsored by them, but man, would I love to be. I am one of their best customers. I'd probably pay the light bill. So Bombas, um, shout out to girl. They usually have a code. They have a welcome code for new, for new people. It's probably like welcome. And I think you get 10% off. Gosh, their socks are great. You do not feel a toe seam with a Bombas sock. That's why I'm such a loyal sock fan with them. Because no other sock in my life have I ever just completely completely not felt the toe seam. It's great. And they're so soft. A comfy shoe is key. A support sock is key. I should have brought a humidifier or asked the hotel for one, something I didn't even know hotels did. But I can't go back there ever without a humidifier. And I've learned that about myself because by day two, I was the crib keeper. Day two, woke up, lids to eyes, glued. 
mouth dry. Nose cracking off my face like an Egyptian statue, just falling apart. I lost the first layer of skin on my face, just flaked right off, threw itself off. I need a hydrating mask, um, Aquaphor. I had that on me, thank goodness. I was rubbing it on my little, my little parched lips the whole day. And I was wearing a mask, which, which creates kind of like a, a more humid environment. And I was still suffering. I don't know how some of y'all made it. Just raw dog in that dry air. Ugh. I, and I also used these little ear things. They're called Calmer. Not an ad for them, but it should be. And it just takes, takes it down a notch, which is all I ever want a DJ to do. Just take it down. and We get it. We all hear it just a little bit lower and we won't have ringing because once you lose your hearing, you lose your hearing. All right. This is this is the kind of mom advice I'm giving out. You don't mess with the hearing. You don't push the limits of your of your eardrums. You know, I, whew, all those years I spent standing next to a, a speaker taller than me in a frat house with, with music just bumping. Why did I do that? Oh, oh. And if you're saying to yourself, why did you need those? Why did you need the little calmer things? Because it's loud in there. That's why. Random screaming at the top of people's lungs if they see a Bravo Liberty. Just general milling about noise so that the noise of the room, the baseline, is way higher. Like, my whole life is quite, quite quiet. I'm in a house by myself for a very long time. When I worked from home, I'd just be in a house by myself for a very long time. So I'm not around these loud noises a lot, and they make me nervous and stressed. So I like it to be a little quieter. But I'm not, I'm not fully feral. Like, I went out. I go do stuff. I went to a club. I did fun things, and that's okay. And realistically, they're probably never going to have, like, the humidity level up in that, in that room. So I think I should have brought, like, an anti-static spray, you know, that laundry spray that you can get anti-cling. I should have brought that. Because walking on that brand new carpet of that venue, while it was great for the knees and the back, it wasn't so great for functionality. By the end of the day, I remember looking down at my jeans. I was wearing black jeans for day one and two, and they were coated, coated in just crap from the carpet. I was like, what's that on me? I was like, these were pristine when I left the hotel. And I would go swipe, 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 and it would back onto me, right back onto me. Just the static electricity from that place. Again, twas dry. It was a desert. So as you're walking and everybody is walking on that carpet and shuffling, Stuff is jumping up from the carpet, grabbing onto your legs. And so day three, when I wore like this big, uh, kind of a, what do you call it? A caftan. We had like a print of clothes in the front. Oh, I love my favorite outfit. It had pockets. Oh, I might buy that thing. So, because um, I rented and I rent the runway. Rent the runway. All the things you want to buy, but you don't want to rot in your closet afterwards. I always use rent the runway before a BravoCon, and we hope that Rent the Runway hears this and says, you know what? We like that her entire brand is wearing crazy clothes that she rents from us and then returning it because she's a minimalist at heart. She's a minimalist with flair, and we want to support that, and we want to provide her with a full array of clothes to wear at the next event. Wouldn't that be nice? Come on. So I wore that long caftan, but I wore tights underneath. Ooh, I was so comfy on day three. I was wearing like workout stretchy tights underneath. And I sat down at the end of the day to have a bite of the worst brownie I've ever tasted in my whole life. And I was like, what's on my leg? And I lifted up the caftan and it was startling because my leggings were like a light color. 
and they were just covered. It looked like I had curly leg hair all the way up to the knee coat and it wouldn't come off again. It's futile to try to brush it off. It's not happening. So I was like, this is who I am now. This is what BravoCon has turned me into. So yeah, that just all got, you know, thrown in my, in my washer when I came home. So, you know, they say it stays in Vegas, but it doesn't, doesn't comes, it comes with you. Um, cough drops, mints, especially when you're wearing a mask, if you know, you know, and, um, you know, battery, battery charger for the phone. And I use that every single day. Last year, they gave us a battery charger. Do you see how far we've fallen? Can you imagine them giving you a battery charger at BravoCon 2023? They would have charged $50 for that. It says BravoCon on it. I'm going to keep it forever now because now I know that was a rare occasion that will never happen again. They're going to give us anything again. No way. No way. They're going to give us a coupon for 5% off of a cruise. And that's it. The panels were great. The, the overall feedback that I got was that a lot of the moderators seemed like they were throwing softball questions and they were extremely guarded. There were not a lot of real BravoCon-esque moments. I think part of the reason why people go is because they want to see a little mess. They want to see a little tea spilled. They want people to be real. And they were being very careful. Now, some people said it was because of the reality, you know, reckoning thing and they were being on their best behavior and they didn't want anyone to feel like coerced or bullied or intimidated because it essentially is their job. They're working. They're on the clock. The Bravo liberties are, are coming there as part of their job, except for Jenna Lyons, who broke my heart by saying essentially she was too cool for school to go. And that's why we don't stand a housewife around here. You know, I danced on that line. I got, I got slapped right back across it. So yeah, you know, the moderators played it safe and it, you could feel it. And there were only a few moments, I think, where, where people really, like their eyes got big and they came to life. One of those moments for me was Jeff Lewis. Oh, I love Jeff Lewis. He's not perfect. None of us are. But boy, I love Jeff Lewis. I've been watching, I'm talking about season one flipping out. Season one flipping out. That's how long... I have been into Jeff Lewis. And I, I mean, that order, when he orders that lemonade punch combo, and then if that ta- if they don't have that, then this, mm, I was like, man, we're the same. You and me were the same. You just have the, you have the balls to say it. I would never say it, but that's how I want my drink done. That, and if I had an assistant, I, I would, it would be hard for me. I'd write it down. I'd be really nice about it, but I'd be like, this is kind of what I really want. I really want this. Call it high maintenance if you want to, or just call it somebody who knows what they like. Jeff is a joy. And he hosted a panel uh, with Andy. It was called Ask Andy. And Ask Andy happened every morning. It's how the event kicked off. I don't know where Andy gets his energy. He's got small kids. I know he has help and everything, but still. But then again, I'm sitting here. I don't drink. I don't really drink caffeine. And you're like, well, then be quiet. And you're right. I should. So anyway, Andy, every single morning with the Ask Andy and day one, yes, because that was the only day that I got up early enough. Day one was Jeff Lewis. Day one, Ask Andy, was Jeff friggin' Lewis. And he brought it. He gets it. He gets it. He knows. He knows the fans. He knows the Bravo sphere. He's been in this. And he's also just himself. And so he, he went there and he was sassy and he was funny and he started some light shade and uh, he, you know, prodded Andy 
to talk a little mess. And it's fun to see Andy get a little bit like thrown off kilter. And I just, I just enjoy it. That was the thing I enjoyed the most. And I'm sad I was five minutes. I think I was about five minutes late to that, but I feel like I got the good stuff. I went live as soon as I got there. And I think it had just started to get, to get a little fun. So we thank Jeff Lewis for his service um, because no other panel really compared to that. They had some of the usual uh, men uh, hosting, moderating, and it felt um, like they were definitely, you know, on everybody was on their best behavior with the principal in the room principal watching, principal as in, I don't know, some lawyers for NBC probably. That's how it felt. That's how it went. But we had some good moments. There were some, there were some fun times at BravoCon. It just didn't feel as wild and crazy, but that's what happens. I think when, when these things get bigger and bigger and bigger, they, they are going to evolve from where they begin. All right, let's talk about the seat holding. I got to talk about it. I don't remember it being an issue last year, but this year, there were people holding like a row of seats. So somebody would would come sit down for a panel and they would like throw a jacket and they'd be like, all the seats are mine. I'm holding these. And so someone else would try to come sit down and be like, oh, look, there's we paid, we paid uh, $1,200 for this VIP thing. And oh, look, there's a seat right in the middle. We can go watch. Nope, you can't sit there. I'm holding that for my friend. And then the, here's the thing. I get it. I held a seat. Absolutely held a seat. I just wonder if there should be a limit to how many seats one person can hold. It's almost like the beach chairs at a, at a resort. You know, if one guy gets up at 6 a.m. and he goes down there, can he hold half of the beach chairs? How many can he hold? Like we got to have we got to have some kind of quantity maximum limit put on this. Maybe each person can hold two seats, four seats, and that's it. But you can't be holding that many seats. Because what I saw happen quite a bit was that people were holding seats and then it would start and their friends weren't there yet and people had been turned away. You know, I was definitely turned away from one. I can't even remember which one it was, but I was just like, man, this is ridiculous. And I left the entire VIP area and there were seats open. It was starting and I'm looking around and people are just like, "Mm -mm. no, I'm holding for my friend. I'm I'm like, what's starting? So... That was, that was the only like rough part is I feel like they have to figure that out. But overall seating was much better though than last year. No stampede, um, no uprising from GA and it felt more orderly. It felt like there were more people. And then one of my biggest gripes last year was, you know, you pay for this, for this highest level that I had last year. I think actually, you know what? I think it was $1,600 last year. Sure was. Hit me like a lightning bolt. So it was $400 cheaper this year to have VIP, but it didn't come with a bunch of the stuff. So um, last year, SVIP came with an event. I think it was like Andy's Ball, Legends Ball, and then all three days at that SVIP level. And then this year, VIP came with nothing and just, you know, the VIP status. But at least they would say to you, the people working the event would be like, oh, here's a seat. I'll come with you to help you get in there. Because that's the worst part, walking around, you know, people are trying to look through you as you're like, can I get it? Is that seat free? Can I get it? And they would do that for you. They'd be like, is that seat open? Oh, because I just, I can't. I, it's not worth it to me. I'll just go in the back. I don't want to, I don't want to have this conversation. So they did it for you. And gosh, it was great. So kudos again to the people who worked the event because I saw them more than one time have difficult conversations as, as they call it in executive land which are never fun. And so they had to say, are you, you look like you have a general wristband. You're going to have to get up and go. And I recorded one of those instances 
and it's uploaded. I think it's day two. Oh, bless them because that's thankless work, but they were great. Photo ops were another thing that people spent a lot of time getting. I, I did not do any of that. Like if I was there with my mom or my friends and we just were people who love to watch, you know, like my mom loves below deck. She calls it the boat show. We'll talk about that more later, but she would absolutely be so excited to stand in line and then take a photo with some people from below deck. And I would do that with her for sure. But it's because I have an account and and I talk about Bravo stuff and I post about Bravo stuff and make jokes about Bravo stuff that then I'm not going to stand in the line for 30 minutes to get a photo. I can, I can Photoshop myself into a photo, you know, with so-and-so and just pretend that we had a, a two second interaction in my mind. It's fine. And I remember talking to a few people there who said they went to a photo op because one person they really wanted to see was there, but then somebody else from a completely different show that they really didn't know was also there, but they would both stand in the photo with you. So they were like, eh, now can I have one with just the one person? One of the really fun things about BravoCon too is that they have these little stations set up all throughout the different rooms where you can put yourself in these fun videos. So like Zen Blonde and I did one where it was Winter House and they like threw a puff of smoke or something at us and you pretend like you're shivering. They had one where you get to do the intro to the new Roni, hold an apple. They just think of these really creative things where they're putting you in the experience of making the video, like doing your own sassy intro or something. And those are just so fun. And it was extremely efficient. The technology has been worked out. So as soon as you do it, They're like, okay, give me your email. And then immediately the little video file gets sent to you. So I really appreciated that. I think everybody has a really good time doing that. All right, let's get into recommendations. Recommendations that I have for BravoCon going forward. One, stop being cheap. Give them some water in the VIP. We're in the desert. All right. The moisture vacated my eyes every day. Maybe some hydration packets. Uh, humidify the space if you can, if possible, if you can talk to somebody that runs the HVAC in there, there has to be a humidifier. There just has to be, I mean, great setting for rare books, not so much for people, uh, more massages, that ultimate girl's trip tent (sighs) really would have loved a massage. I just think they should triple the number of massage therapists that they have because look, five to six massage therapists for eight to 9,000 people. (laughs) It's not enough. It's not enough. We can do better. I know we can do better. Let's say I miscalculated. Let's say there were 10. Still not enough. 0.001%. We need more than that. And now that they know what a hit it was, now that they know how many people were just, I mean, it was just a slew of people walking up to the same guy being like, can I? He's like, no. Can I? No. Is there any? No. Is there any? No. All day. That poor man. That poor man. But I just, there needs to be more massage therapists is what I'm saying. I would have paid, you could have asked me for an exorbitant amount. You could have asked me for as much as they were asking me for chicken strips times five. And I would have paid it for someone to lay hands on my aching body. And it's a good thing. It boosts the local economy. You say, you know, minimum gratuity this, you're going to give a good, a good tip to the people rubbing your body. And I think if they did that, it'd be pretty wonderful. And they have these chairs, like in the airport sometimes where like, it's like a massage chair. There's things they could do. Next, up next, VIP level perks. If you're going to charge three times general admission, it better be worth three times general admission. If you take away the water, you take away the food. I'm not counting the past naps. And if you take away the swag bag and the lounge is no longer where the Bravo celebrities hang out, 
what is left of a perk for VIP and what is left is seating. So then you go out to get your seat and people are holding seats. Fun. Something to think about. Are we, are we taking too much away from VIP? You might be, you might be. As long as I'm reflecting on it, I do think they should have a, you know, a creator's corner or a creator's room or something or a creator's package or rate because what we do is powerful. You'll never talk me out of that. I remember following Bravo accounts when I was breastfeeding and it was the only thing keeping me sane in the throes of postpartum depression. And those accounts are wonderful. They're, you know, mostly people with their own busy lives and the humor, the memes, the coverage of all things Bravo, the reach that you have. Now that I have my own account and I look and I see the reach, it's millions, millions of people you know, at a time that see a post like a post, uh, tens of thousands of people that watch the stories. And so then to, to have this thing, have an event and the people who do this free marketing all day long, just because they love it. And some people are out there posting every single day, keeping you abreast of what's going on in the Bravo sphere. And so to, to have them have an event and then not give a discount or anything, and they could have criteria. I'm not saying they couldn't, they could say, you know, in order to qualify for the greater discount, you have to have X number of followers, you know, on this platform and X number of followers on that platform, or you have to check these three boxes. So we, you know, you didn't just start an account yesterday in order to get a discount. Like there has to be some sort of qualifying factor, right? And that's fun to think about. And it's not that hard to do. And they could do it if they want to. If he wanted to, he would. Maybe the issue is just all of us are going and, and spending our money so freely because who wouldn't take the money if you're willing to give it? And so that's something that I am reflecting on with my life choices and where I'm spending my cash. Last on the list, hotel block. Get that hotel block. Just get a bigger one. Don't be afraid of attrition. Lean into it. You know you're going to sell the rooms. You know you're going to do it. You got to just be confident in yourself and the hotels will work with you. You're, you're having the event at Caesars. You could block the whole Caesars hotel, block a wing. You know how many people came to the event. And there's an argument to be made to have people stay close to the venue. There really is. Like I saw some things I didn't need to see in Vegas. I remember turning to, to Galley, Dame Galley, turning behind me and saying, human poop, jump over it. On our way back to the hotel, jump over it. We did. We jumped over the human poop. And then at another time, we were trying to be smart and take the little tram to save ourselves time. But then getting just finding our way onto the tram, that took a minute. And I'm like, all right, learn, learning curve. I'm going to buy myself a 24-hour pass. We're going to take this a bunch. It's going to save us so much time and money. And she's like, I don't know. So we get on it. And people were so sauced. They were so drunk on that tram. People were falling apart. I mean, they just... And then even walking down the sidewalk, people were day drunk. I'm talking about day wasted. Forget day drunk, day wasted. So that's, that's Vegas for you. That's the strip. That's it. That's it. Like 10 AM, 5 PM. It doesn't matter. It's Vegas. So yeah, I'd like to be a little closer. I shared in my stories, I canceled my hotel reservation was part of Caesars. I was at the Linqua and I canceled it because they were dealing with the whole strike situation. I didn't want to give a bunch of money. And then also I canceled it because the room, they were charging like, I, it was something crazy, like two seventy five. which you're like, that's not crazy. Well, it's crazy if the room is normally $25.
And that's what's on their website. I went to their website. I opened it to be like, how's this going to work? How am I checking in? And the website's like $25 a night. I'm like, you're charging me literally $275, almost $300 a night, probably after taxes over $300. And you normally sell this room for $25 and it's got horrible reviews online. Sweet. Sweet. I'm not doing that. I'm going to stay somewhere where I get points and it's uh, a better experience. So that's what I did. And I just checked. I just checked. And right now, $22 a night. Winter getaway sale. <laughs> I can't. So I ended up paying more for the hotel room than I would have if I'd kept the one at the Linqua. But I, I had my principles. I was like, I don't even want to give you money. You're not paying your people right. You got strikes about to happen. And then you're jacking up the rate so exorbitantly high that I, I can't live with it. I can't. It just all felt so gross to me. So I, I did what I needed to do and I'm fine with that. Now, would I go again? Yes, but I would do it differently. I don't know if maybe I just push myself too hard, um, but the three days physically and mentally really wore me out. And it didn't help that the city was in the shape it was in because of preparations for F1. The city was tore up. It was tore up. You could not see the fountains. Uh, there was not like a, you know, a beautiful walk to be had. It was lots of metal fencing and grates and you felt very corralled in. It was dystopian. It was like a cattle run. And it was not, it was not beautiful. Being outside was not enjoyable unless you found a pocket that was just metal free. So I don't know. I, I need to, to figure it out. Financially, it makes zero sense unless, you know, one of the sponsors is like, like your style, kid. How about you wear this cruise jumpsuit? The irony, because they kicked a lady off. Banned her for life. Because she had a gummy on her. Come on. Come on. I was like, was the Captain Malia? <laughs> Maritime law, baby. And here's the thing. I'm going to go off for a second. This is where the rant part comes in because I don't know what's going to set me off. But this really did because they banned a woman for life right after BravoCon, I want to say, like mid-November. She got flagged at the x-ray going onto the ship because according to an article about it, she had CBD gummies on her. CBD, you heard that right. That means not THC, not psychotropic, CBD, but that is fully prohibited and they're so crazed about it. But yeah, you can get blackout on alcohol. No problem. But CBD is not allowed banned for life. That's wild to me. We have got to stop with this as if any of us should not have some kind of relaxant as we go into the apocalypse. Please, I'm watching the world burn. I need my gummies. Well, this poor lady was just doing CBD ones. Have you ever seen an angry gummy head? You have not, and you won't. You have not, and you won't. Because that's not, that's not how we roll. That's not the, the nuance of this particular, of this particular cocktail. I, I'm a gummy fan. We all know. I think gummy is greater than alcohol. I think alcohol is really damaging to your body, to your sleep cycle, to your mind. Yeah, gummies get a bad rap. So I'm a champion for those. On that note, let's plug Cypress Hemp, my longtime friend, Cypress Hemp. That was the first gummy I ever tried. It's still my favorite. I'm such a fan. It's a woman-owned and operated company. They grow their hemp in Louisiana and used to be Virginia. I don't know if it is anymore. Um, I order them by mail and they do have a code THANKS15 for 15% off your first order. And then my code BBDB is for 10% off of any order after that. They have sales all the time. I highly recommend if you're new to the gummy game, you give them a try. It's a reliable, consistent product. I love it. My favorite one is the Mixed Berry Delta 9. 
It is a five milligram gummy that is three parts CBD to one part THC. And like I just described, the CBD is not psychotropic. It's just a relaxant. So you have a very small portion of that ratio that's psychotropic. And so it just feels to me like the feeling I used to get after like a glass and a half of wine for half of the gummy. So I'm talking about I'm going on like 2.5 milligrams and that's great for me. It's a wonderful gummy. I, I say give it a try and tell me how you like it. Now, my overall view is that BravoCon is an amazing, unique, surreal, wonderful experience. It, it can't be replicated. I felt lots of love this year. I, I didn't see any pushing or fighting. It wasn't, it didn't make people crazy the way it did last year a little bit. It was really orderly and nice. I saw just one rough moment when somebody wanted to sit down and somebody else wouldn't let them. And no, it wasn't me. But um, other than that, it was really just a, a kind, welcoming, good-natured overall event. I think people are there to make friends. I also think it's definitely a spinoff of the year of Barbie and the kindness of, you know, like a Taylor Swifty kind of mentality of everybody just embracing these other people who love the same things they do. And it's the place to let your Bravo freak flag fly. You can just talk about how much you're into Southern charm or how much you're into Below Deck or how much you're into, you know, a Real Housewives franchise. And that's totally normal there. And it's welcome. So it's a wonderful experience. And does it cost a lot? Yeah. But the value of it is is pretty great. You, you're not going to get that anywhere else. So that's what you say to yourself. That's what you say to your family when you disappear and go to BravoCon. Because like any con convention, it really is about the community coming together, having fun together, laughing together, you know, loving their connection, no matter where they're from, how old they are, where they live, what they do for a living. None of that matters. All that matters is, you know, who's your favorite Real Housewife? What, what season of Below Deck was your favorite? Who do you hate? Oh, that's, there's nothing more bonding than that question, right? And community is a big part of why people go. That is the only opportunity that you have for many people to convene and socialize with someone that maybe you only know online. And we all know online friends are better. There are people online who know more about me than people I've known for 20 years. And that's just the beauty of an online friendship. And that's your real opportunity there is to go hang out with those people. And if you think about, you know, Ruth, who stood up and said, came by myself, and people embraced her, embraced her. And she talked about Bravo helping her so much when she was caring for her sick husband. And Ruth is, Ruth is all of us. And so now I hope that she will be a staple and come back. And that she had more of a presence and more of a, of a lasting memory than, you know, many of the Bravo liberties that we interact with because they're, they're the Bravo liberties, but we are the Bravo sphere. We're the people who make all of this possible. So we're interesting too, damn it. And Ruth was amazing. So my final recommendation is, and maybe it's, it's just a personal one for me because having done events, I used to do these event apps and for Bravo, I don't know if they actually have an events team or if they're just having people do two and three jobs and God bless if they are. But I used to use these event apps that were not that hard to program and people could start interacting with each other days before the event. They could upload photos. There were challenges, challenges inside the app itself and you could have gamification during event before the event and 
And in return, you're getting content that you can put out across your channels and hype your event, keep people engaged, share what, you know, little panels are going to go see. Um, it's just fun. And so for someone like Ruth, she could post her face in there and be like, hi, I'm Ruth. I'm, I'm doing this in this panel by myself. And people can find one another and say, hey, Ruth, I'm also from wherever. Or I too watched Bravo when I was dealing with something difficult. I'll sit with you. Some people do travel with a bunch of friends and then some people are, are just kind of solo agents by themselves. And these event apps are great and you get to learn about other people at the event. And I just think it's something that's kind of easy to implement and it could be interesting to see whether or not that takes off and is, and is something great. So my final list of recommendations, let's go from top to bottom. One, stop being cheap. Stop being cheap. Uh, as in, give me some water in the VIP lounge. Give me a snack. Keep me alive, at least. To uh, humidity. Just just anything. A water feature, just a mister. You could just have someone with a spray bottle like a, like a cat that's being bad. And I will just step in front of that spray bottle. No kitty. That's all I want. Okay. Uh, three massages. You got you to gotta please bring that back. I'm begging you to bring that back and to also have more masseuses. It was just the chair thing that you put your face in. Oh, what I would have paid. Uh, four ads and massage chairs randomly around the spaces. I don't think they would ever be empty. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. The VIP perks, which I've already touched on, but like you've taken too much away and you got to put some back. So this goes back to the stop being cheap. They're kind of connected, number one and number five, whatever. Number six, creators package rate something. Show us you care. We love you. Love us back. Love us back. All right. Last one, hotel block. Um, all of that. Make that happen. Make it nice. You know, just make it nice. Just pretend you're planning a party for a bunch of your friends. You want them to all stay in the same place. You want them to have fun and laugh together and walk back to the hotels together. So just more rooms at really good rates. You can do it. NBC Universal can do anything. All right. And then my last one is, is the app, the possibility of an interactive fun app where people can get to know each other and, you know, it would be fun to not just be looking for Bravo celebrities, but be looking for people that are being silly on the app or, or like heading the leaderboard of some competition on the app and things like that. Just saying we're interesting too. So many great memories though at BravoCon. I remember talking to one person who came up to me in the VIP lounge when I had my little sad chicken fingers and, and fruit salad and they were like, hi. I've been following you for a while. We talked about the DVR that broke and all this kind of stuff. Like we had inside jokes with a person I'd never met in real life. It's so funny. It's so great to be part of this community. I really enjoyed it. So thank you to that person who came up and talked to me. And then I remember walking into the lounge day one. I mean, energy is hype day one. You know what? I think maybe next year, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I'm going to talk about what a perfect BravoCon trip looks like for me. But walking into that VIP lounge day one, people were just energized. And I walked in and there was a group of friends who are waiting in line, I think for the bar or for a picture. Look, I don't know. It's a blur. It's in my stories though. And they were like, they yelled, you know, my account name and I screamed back at them and we complimented each other on what we were wearing and stuff, you know, like where else can you go and just yell at the top of your lungs with strangers you just met? Because, you know, you're all into the same stuff. And especially if, you know, you have a page or an account or if you know your you know friends online and then you meet up with them and you realize they already know you. They already know you. They already get your sense of humor. You already have inside jokes. It's magic. It's magic. It really is. It's wonderful. And then, again, hanging out with the other accounts, having these great experiences. I And I was not disappointed by the food outside of BravoCon. 
I really get why foodies go to Vegas. I had some of the best dinners of my life, definitely the best sushi of my whole life at BravoCon. All right, let's get into it. What would a perfect BravoCon, if they do it again in Vegas trip, look like for me? I'm going to go top to bottom with it. I'm not doing all three days, I don't think. I can't pay to put myself through that. I just can't. It doesn't make sense for me. So if I'm paying out of pocket again next year, I may do one to two days at the whatever you know level I can get and let that third day go. And I think I just tack on some of the extra stuff, like the nighttime stuff, take a Dorinda nap. But for me, I got to work out a spa day, must have a spa day because it's a lot of walking. I want to get up late one day. I would like to swim in a pool one day. I would like to enjoy the sunshine of Vegas. I got to fit in quality of life stuff and not just have it be BravoCon, you know, dawn to dusk. That, that didn't do it for me. It burnt me out. It really did. And I want to enjoy it more. And I want to also enjoy my life more. And I want to take it a little easier. I mean, if they have some amazing package, you know, wake me. But unless it's like, oh, yeah, no, they have a a great top tier package now. And, you know, the snacks in the in the lounge are all made by Top Chef contestants. And there's a nice little bag with a t-shirt and a hat. Like that's all the stuff we got last year. I got a hat. I got a t-shirt. I got a tote. I got a mug with another man's name on it. I got a book. I got all kinds of stuff. I got a koozie to wear around my neck that says BravoCon. I got a phone charger. All that stuff was from last year. And I know it doesn't cost that much because I've bought stuff like that before and had it branded. You know, maybe Andy comes by the VIP lounge and he says hi to everybody and Sonia comes by it just needs to be more than people just come in and, and take their photo. Can we give Sonia a microphone? Can we put a table up and just let her stand on it and, and do an impromptu thing? Because, you know, a lot of these real housewives, they got the good ones. They got personality for days. You just pull the string in their back and let them go. Let them go. And a good time is guaranteed. We always have the best time. That's why she's one of my favorites. So if the lounge was wild and crazy like that, like a true kind of VIP roped off area, cool stuff's happening back here type situation, that has more of a draw, obviously, than sort of what it has become, which is feels quite, feels quite transactional, no kiss on the mouth kind of a situation now. And it was fun figuring out what you're going to do at night, who you're going to have dinner with. I didn't really plan any of that. I should have. And I think... In the coming years, if they stay in Vegas, which is the rumor that people will start to develop activities outside of BravoCon. Like I think Amy Phillips was there and she had a show almost every night is what I heard. I wish I had been able to make it to that. So I think there's going to be other things to do because every night kind of felt like that, that buzzy high school feeling of like a couple different people are having a party and which one should you go to? And am I just tired to go to any of them? So that's something to look forward to. I think that's going to get, get better as well. My last BravoCon thought is that I hope that they have it in October and not November next year in 2024 for so many reasons. One, be farther away from F1. If there's a way to enjoy Las Vegas without being torn up for F1 preparations, that needs to happen because I think F1 is coming back there too. Get, get us away from there. Get away from me with this, as Phaedra would say. And then two, there's going to be a pretty horrifying, very divisive, uh, is what it looks like, election in 2024 in November. And people may not want to leave their house. 
in November. So maybe plan accordingly. I'm putting it out into the universe. It's got to be October, please. And that's, that's, I've said my piece on BravoCon now. And thank you for listening to the first episode of the Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo podcast. Now, this one was just on BravoCon because I knew I wanted to have a special message for you. And so it was going to go longer. And BravoCon was a three-day experience. And so there's really no way to, to cut that down. And on my YouTube channel, I'm going to have visuals to accompany this recording. So as I'm talking about the layout of BravoCon or the food items or anything that I'm talking about, I'm going to add a visual element so that you all can can see as well as the layout of the the venue and all of the panels and things. So if you haven't yet subscribed to that, please make sure that you subscribe not only to this podcast, but also to the YouTube page and you'll be covered. And here's a special message for people who've been following my account online. I started this account in 2020 and it was during the pandemic. And yes, that was part of it. It really was. But I had also just gone through some stuff. I've talked about it, you know, randomly on my account where I had a really, really bad case of postpartum depression. And after that, I got hit with some health problems, I think from the stress of of the PPD. And it was a rough time. I didn't, you know, from getting sick, I didn't look like myself. I didn't feel like myself mentally, physically after postpartum and after, you know, an illness. And I missed making people laugh, laughing with friends. I remember in 2019, Luann was touring her initial tour and I laughed with my husband and I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be so fun to go to. And he's like, who do you know that likes Bravo as much as you? And that just kicked around in my head for like a year because, you know, you go to work or you have your social events and you're like, oh my gosh, did anybody watch Real Housewives last night? And you just get a a bucket of crickets. And I was tired of that. And I thought there's got to be other people that love the show as much as me that watch all of these things. And where are they? And so I got into following a lot of Bravo accounts and also paying attention to, you know, accounts that I admired that I thought were doing a great job of posting daily and sharing either, you know, content they were interested in or bits about themselves and their senses of humor. Um, I'd just been like a casual follower before, but I really started kind of tracking people's personalities. And I remember I was a a big fan of face reality and I would message her (laughs) all the time. And I was a big fan of Heather McMahon as well. And she and I would talk every now and then. She's got such a great personality. She's blown up now. So I don't even try messaging her anymore. But I remember thinking like, I would like to do that. I think I have the time and patience to start an account and I'll just do me. I'll just make jokes and we'll see who likes them. And so that's really where it started. And I didn't show my face because why? It made sense for me to not have myself be the focus. I just wanted to laugh with people. And it's been wonderful. The account has meant so much to me. Talking to people throughout the day for years. Like I I know I can name, sir. I can with their first names, I can name people. I see their, I see their little avatar images in my mind. So if you talk to me regularly, I appreciate you. I think there's nobody funnier than the people who love Bravo. They crack me up. The memes all of it. It has brought such joy. I'm not going to start crying, but it has brought such joy to my life and such a richness. And that is not the Bravo shows. That is us. That is the Bravo sphere talking to each other and having this amazing, supportive, hilarious, snarky, 
love mess, hate cruelty community. You know, I remember posting something, I think it was a year and a half ago when I said, Hey, a friend of mine, you know, has cancer and they're having a hard time eating and and keeping weight on. And I, I, there has not been something that I have posted beyond that, that has ever gotten more of a response. I couldn't even, I could not even open all of them. They flooded so fast that I, there are still sometimes that people will message me and I'll write them back and I'll see that they sent me something during that time, like 18 months ago. And I never even saw it because it just whoosh. When they all come in fast on Instagram, they start just going down the line and you can lose them very quickly because they don't like pop up to the top. You have to keep going down to find the next one. It's, it's really fun how they do it. But people were support, so supportive and they sent me all kinds of information and tips and I, I used all of it. I used all of it and people had lost loved ones and they said, here's what worked for them. Here's what didn't work. People had themselves survived, uh, you know, cancer treatments and said their likes and dislikes. And I remember saying like, it's, you know, my friend, my friend needs, my friend needs help. Well, my friend is obsessed with, with Bravo. One show, the boat show, because my friend was my mom and she had uh, stage four cancer. And it was a really, really, really hard time, probably the hardest time for my whole family, obviously. And it was also at that time that I started using edibles because she couldn't keep weight on. So I wanted to try to give her that. And the doctors in the hospitals are so ridiculous. They prescribed us these pills. Start with an M. I can't remember the name of them. But they're a synthetic THC. And they didn't do much for her. They made her feel gross and she would just fall asleep, but she wouldn't get hungry and she wouldn't feel that lightness or that pain relief or anything. And I was like, this is crazy. Why wouldn't I just give you the actual plant that they've made a synthetic of? That way I can really understand the milligrams. I don't even know what they're giving you right now. And so I went and I bought from a little local shop a bunch of different options for her and we would dilute them in water and she would just drink it really quick. And she loved it. And my mother had never used anything like that before in her life. Very like P's and Q's straight laced. And she became such a fan. And I started using it too, because the stress of seeing someone that you love go through that and taking them to their doctor's appointments and all and going to the hospital. And my mom also, like the one thing that we could always talk about to bring levity to any situation was Bravo. I remember her being in a hospital and it's just, you're just waiting and it's very quiet and tense and you can't really get into anything because you don't know and a doctor could walk in any second. So you're not going to talk about anything deep. And, um, it was just awkward silence. And, and I was like, you know, guess, guess what happened last night on whatever show and she would perk up. And so we would talk about that. Um, and so that's, that's really amazing. And I know that's not a unique story for a lot of us. Bravo is something that we can talk about in any occasion with people that maybe we can't talk about other things about or in situations where you just need to connect with someone on something light and Bravo comes in handy. So she uh, is cancer free now. She is on some maintenance and we are so grateful as anybody knows who's overcome a very serious illness or disease. It just gives you a whole new levity and an outlook on life. And we're just so thankful that she's healthy and that she's with us. And um, so thank you to everybody who was so supportive. And I really did appreciate it. And even if she doesn't really understand my account, I told her that people were 
providing details that that worked for them and advice and recommendations. And she was thankful. So she appreciates it too. So when my mother first got sick, we thought that she had breast cancer, but it wasn't. It turns out that she had, drumroll, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And every single time we said it, my husband would say it like he was Brooks with the Brooks accent because that's dark humor keeps us going over here. And of all the cancers to get, can you believe? And after watching her go through all of those treatments, it is even crazier to me that somebody would try to say that they had it when they didn't. You know, it's legit. It, when he would say, I have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, I would say, oh, okay, well, that must not be as serious. No, that's legit. Like there should be a very easy to check trail with that and treatments and what's the chemotherapy that you're doing and all of that. And just wow was my takeaway. Just wow. After seeing everything that she had to go through to get to the other side and knowing that someone had um, had thought that they could just get away with saying that they had that when they didn't. Really surprising. Also, Scamanda, a great podcast. If you haven't heard it yet, it blew my mind. Scamanda. So all that to say, this community, Bravo, has been such a wonderful thing and I've appreciated it. My mother has appreciated it. She does not follow me online. She doesn't understand this. Um, <laughs> but even though she is technologically challenged and doesn't really understand social media, she gave me permission to talk about this. And I did ask my mom, I said, what do you think about Brooks saying that he had your exact type of cancer and it not being true? What does that, what does that do? Does it, does it make you feel anything? She's like, yeah, it really makes me angry. It pisses me off. I was like, well, as it should. It just, it really gave me a whole new view of that season. I might have to rewatch it again, but I might lose it. So we're going to save that for the back burner. But um, yeah, it really shed a whole new light on that entire season. And in MKE, we trust. And my mother does love Vegas. We're so opposite in so many ways. She loves Las Vegas. She loves a slot machine. She loves Elvis. She loves Elvis impersonators. And if she wanted to go to BravoCon, then I would roll out the red carpet for her and do whatever. It's just, it's just that I'm such a, I've been before. So just to go for me again, I don't know, I'm on the fence, but for her, oh my gosh, I would make it great. Thank you very much. That's my special, special message for you that I appreciate you and all of the advice and tips and concern, even though you didn't know who it was for, just a friend of mine, um, that that meant a lot to me. And I, I was really moved by it. The next podcast will be on a holistic recap of Real Housewives of New York reboot after going to their premiere. If you all remember that I went to the premiere in New York, I really enjoyed that. And again, I didn't know that there wasn't going to be an actual premiere. I didn't know they weren't going to be showing like the first episode or something. So I was, I had taken a giant edible because I wanted to just absorb the show. I wanted to sit in my little seat and absorb the show. And then there was no show. It was just a mixer. And so I was high as a kite, could smell colors. And I sat and I said, don't talk to anybody beyond the people that you know, because you don't know what you're going to say right now. <laughs> and so I remember being like four inches from Andy Cohen at one point. And I looked over at Emily, she, she speaks Bravo. And I was like, oh God, I want to talk to him so bad, but I'm going to say something weird. So I didn't, but 
I owe him a weird conversation. I'm sure. I'm sure he would have loved whatever craziness I said to him. He was on his best behavior. He would have. He would have smoothed it over. Would have been fine. But I preferred that to not be my my legacy in his mind. So, thank you again for listening. Subscribe, please, to this and to the YouTube. This has been the first episode of the High and Low Podcast, unsponsored for Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo. Bravo.